0: What's the worst case scenario for genetically engineering microbes? Well, I can give two or three examples um, of genetically engineering the microbes or the viruses, you know. First is the pandemic. I'm not going to discuss the origins of COVID 19. We don't have to to make our point. We can look at H5N1 avian flu. It's estimated to be up to 24 times more fatal than COVID 19. The fatality rate has been rated as high as 60% by the World Health Organization, 53%, 52%, some put it more like 25%, but it is way more dangerous, more deadly than the COVID-19 virus. Now, in order to get this brand brand of avian flu, you have to be around these birds for a long time. It doesn't pass easily between humans. Some genetic engineers made an airborne version of it. Now this is absolutely crazy to create an airborne version so it can pass through breath. it was They used ferrets, it could pass from one ferret to another that had no contact. Now it never escaped the lab, but to even create it, knowing about the possibility of lab escapes, there have been over a thousand lab accidents in secure labs. They found live smallpox in a cardboard box in a storage area in a lab when it was only supposed to be in two labs in the world forever, one in Siberia and one, I think, in Virginia. Um, They have shipped accidentally live anthrax. They have caused spills. It is so unsecure in these secure labs to create these genetically engineered versions of potentially pandemic pathogens is crazy so that's one scenario a uh, massive death okay you said worst case scenario here's another one in our film don't let the gene out of the bottle which you can watch at protect we introduce an experiment that was almost a cataclysm not just a catastrophe a cataclysm well-meaning scientists the scientists are not the enemies they do what scientists do they tinker they try to use their toolkit to improve something so these well-meaning scientists genetically engineered a type of bacterium bacteria called Klebsiella planticula it's found on the root structure of every plant in all terrestrial systems that they've checked i think it helps break down that cellulose they engineered it so that it would turn plant matter, as it's broken down, into alcohol. And the idea was to distribute it to farmers who normally burn the crop residues on their field. Instead, they'd gather it and put it into large buckets or drums and add the bacteria. And then in a couple of weeks, they open the spigot and they'd have alcohol to run their tractors or to sell off farm and the nutrient-rich sludge was to be spread on the fields as fertilizer. Now this bacterium passed all of the regulatory requirements of the EPA in the early 90s and they were going to do an experiment to see how far it would spread. They were going to release it outdoors and it was scheduled for a particular date. Two weeks before that date a graduate student, uh, Oregon State University, I believe, PhD student who was doing research on the genetically engineered microbe, not because it was required, not because the developers asked it, he asked them to do research because he needed to do something for his PhD research. So he took that nutrient rich sludge, mixed it with soil, put it in a tray and planted wheat seeds compared to controls, came into his lab All of the wheat seeds on the nutrient-rich sludge were slime. They had all died. He first thought he had made a mistake. It turns out that the bacteria in the nutrient-rich sludge was still active, and it turned the roots and then the plants to alcohol, killing it. His advisor, Elaine Ingham, brought this information to the world, told the UN about it, because the, if it were to spread and displace its non-GMO counterpart, it would be destroying the root systems everywhere it went. And how far would it go? She was told by people at the EPA that they had conducted a secret experiment, which they disavow knowledge of to this day, where they actually released genetically engineered bacteria in a field in Louisiana, and a year later they had found that it had traveled eleven miles, and then another growing season, then another growing season. Eventually, the EPA stopped testing, but some EPA employees continued to take samples and test for it, and eventually they found it everywhere on the planet that they tested. So now imagine if the Klebsiella planticula Transformed the natural version, which is found everywhere on Earth, to one that kills terrestrial plants. As you'll see in the film, Don't Let the Gene Out of the Bottle at ProtectNatureNow.com, Elaine Ingham said the natural consequence could be the end of terrestrial plants. This is a cataclysm. There's another version. Of genetically engineered bacteria, which we'll talk about, you can see it, which could have theoretically changed weather patterns. Maybe permanently. And these are just three examples. H5N1, Klebsiella planticulus, Pseudomonas syringae. These are just three examples that could be, have widespread devastating consequences. So you ask the worst-case scenario, I would say massive death and ecosystem collapse. We're talking e- existential threat. It should should come of no surprise to people that GMOs present an existential threat, especially when you start broadcasting the technology and changing so many things all at once without even doing the simple safety studies. But even if they did the most in-depth safety studies they could possibly do, Research shows that when you release a GMO, whether it's a microbe or a plant, it can change in subsequent generations. Traits that you've engineered can be switched off. Other problems you never anticipated can appear. It can transfer genetic material to other species. They have a gene drive which is engineered to pass on to all future generations the trait that you're creating so they want to wipe out rats on an island they want to wipe out certain mosquitoes what if that trait disappears as it can or transfers to another insect or animal wiping them out or maybe making a more virulent more dangerous more disease prone or more resistant mosquito accidentally so you can pretty much make up any, any nightmare scenario that you want, and it could be plausible. So protecting against genetic engineering to microbiome is essential activity for this generation. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with, or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.